Hey, I like comedians. Perhaps I can book you on a tour. This alien looks just like a hot guy. You're right. We better have sex with him. I was out in the hay, bay, bay, bay. Met some niggas from the hay, bay, 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 bay. Met some girls from the hay, bay, 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 bay. A lot of folks in the hay, bay, 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 bay. And they all go. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number seven of West Coast Amateur Hour. It has been a minute. I am your host, John Hickey. I'm here with my partner. Brendan Lynch here, at St. Brendan on Twitter. We have a huge announcement. We are on iTunes officially. Finally. 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 <laughs> Make sure you, uh, what do you, subscribe on iTunes? Yeah, just hit subscribe. Same thing as SoundCloud. Um, and it will, on your iPhone, what will happen is it'll just give you updates for uh download for a new podcast episode so anytime you go into the podcast little purple icon um it'll say all the new apps uh make sure <laughs> what i've learned the hard way do not put automatic download oh yeah i've had um, that too if you have a data plan like myself <laughs> and you don't want to shoot your load on uh old episodes of anything uh so avoid that but we are on itunes so it's a little bit easier for you guys to listen on your phones so sorry about the wait but it's official now so And we have an extra special episode uh, coming to you live from uh, my rooftop in San Francisco. We've got a great uh, view of Alcatraz and the Golden Gate Bridge. So this is our first outdoor episode. Brendan is snapping a photo of me as I talk. I am. I am. (laughs) Just live recordings, that's all. Uh, So any street noises, birds, planes, you know, trains, automobiles, any of that stuff. Yeah, we, we have no power over. It's been a while since we've actually been in the same room together. The last time, I think, was my little comedy shindig down Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> in Sunnyvale, let's talk about California. That because uh, I've, I've been sitting on this one for... Uh, actually, it hasn't been that long. Well, let me, give, let me give a little background. Yeah. Uh, you know, I am a stand-up comedian in my free time, and I did a small show down in Sunnyvale, California. Sunnyvale is... How would you describe Sunnyvale? Um, the town from Office Space, but way more Indian. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a Chick-fil-A, so oh. there's that too. So I'm doing stand-up in front of a bunch of Indian IT workers, and... Um, well, I wouldn't say that just that much. I mean, uh, let me give you a little context, because what's going to come out in this story is that I've actually performed in this competition mm-hmm. yes. before. It only um, took five seconds to come out. <laughs> so... Um, it's a, what would be known as a bringer show yep. slash competition. So basically, which, yeah. which are the worst shows any comedian can do. Yeah. Besides maybe just an open mic night. Yeah. So the, the only problem with this is certain competitions in different places are, uh, obviously different, but usually what ends up happening is it's a full crowd, but it's a fragmented, segmented crowd. Uh, of people's friends. Yeah. Cause you basically just tell your friends, Hey, come, I'm in this competition. I need to get to the next round in your votes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of pandering. Um, and yeah, that's a pretty good way of describing it. So there's what, 12, 15 people, 15 comics, 15 comics. Everyone got five minutes each. Yeah. Or that they got cut off yeah. or, stopped, or they quit or they quit. <laughs> yeah. Which did happen. <laughs> um, and I think four advanced. So, yeah. um, uh, our good friend John here had a, a really good set, really polished, yeah. really well, really well done. Unfortunately, it's uh, the audience because they're there for their friends. They're kind of like, I don't know if I should laugh too hard at this, or they're maybe not used to a comedy show or seeing live comedy. So, it it's not really the best gauge on how your material is. Yeah, so, I've been doing I've been doing this for five years now uh, on a regular basis. So so the. The bits that I have are polished. They are they are refined bits. I'm not, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm not, 
uh, a first timer. There were definitely some first timers in the competition, which which is another great part of this story, <laughs> because as as I will allude to in this story is uh, there was a few guys that uh, and gals um, that you could kind of tell it was their first time doing yeah. comedy. And if this man is listening right now, I hope he is Kwame. Um, <laughs> Kwame was a like probably six six black dude got up and did like a pretty hilarious bit, just kind of rolling off the cuff about his name Kwame yeah. and how it means like shit in Somalian. <laughs> and then he found out from another family member that means like brick house or mm-hmm. something like that. And it was, I'm not really doing it that much justice as you can tell. But uh, at the end of these shows, there's um, they bring everybody up on stage that performed, which is the is, worst moment in a, any comedy show. It's the most awkward thing because they bring you up to various rounds of applause yeah. based on how many <laughs> friends you have there, um, and they you know so they give a round of applause for everybody that performed tonight. And so when they're tallying up the votes, I could see this dude standing with his backpack at the door. Uh, I was with a friend of mine. I was sitting next to John's table of uh, his his friends. Uh, it was actually it was mostly Allie and her friends. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Votes are votes. Capilar roommate. Yeah. So uh, oh, should I have not said name? That's okay. fine. Okay. Because um, we have a plane going over. <laughs> um, so I saw this dude posted up at the door and just waiting for the final results. And I will say. There was probably seven or eight comedians in that show. Uh, every other comic was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I'm obviously including you in that in that um, stance. Well, and you. the reason I say that is because I've actually performed yes. this competition. Yes. And you mentioned that at the top, and I was waiting till we made got it to out of the uh, elementary round <laughs> and and the semifinals to the finals. I did not. Um, make it and win but that being said is that this guy didn't have anybody there and as soon as he heard the four names he ran out or not ran out but he he basically bounced yeah and as you would yeah i mean I, i whatever but i jumped up i didn't know what i was doing i jumped up off my table i ran out the door ran after him i was like hey kwame in the (laughs) parking lot which by the way it's right next to like a good year yeah michelin tire store And this guy was about 40 yards out, and he just immediately, before I could say quant, he was like, yo. <laughs> and I ran up to him. I said, hey, listen, dude, I'm a friend of John's. Um, you know, I made it to the finals this a couple of years ago. It was like four or five years ago. I said, honestly, dude, your stuff's really funny. I can tell this is probably your first time on stage, but keep at it. I think you're pretty funny, man, honestly. Keep, keep getting. You can only get better. What did he say to that? Was it his first time on stage? It was, oh, yeah. Wow. And he, was like, he did really good for a first-timer. Yeah, and yeah. I, so I was like, yeah, dude, of course, man, dude, just, like, keep flying away, man. Don't use this as a gauge of how you want to pursue it. And, you know, he thanked me, shook my hand, and, um, you know, maybe got a little bit of a dap. Um, you guys Facebook friends now? Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> but that being said, I turned around, and I walked, I saw look around, and uh, John's, like, the only other person outside, because <laughs> he saw me just sprint after this dude. I, th- I thought something was wrong. No, 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 no. Uh, I just didn't want his dreams to be crushed. <laughs> and when I walked back to John, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, dude, I, you know, I could I could tell the guy was down. He did a good job. Somebody should tell him he did good. He didn't have anybody there. And, you know, keep getting after it. You know when you hear about guys who like to save women, like <laughs> damage women? Brendan's one of those guys, but for tall, six, six black uh, comedians named Kwame. <laughs> But so regardless, I did not make it to the finals, which was unfortunate. There were there were four comedians who were decidedly better than me. You know, one or two that were heads and shoulders above me. And there's and the, to say the, the there's a little bit of a 
thing because some comedians are a little bit too good to do the competition, but yeah. they want to be able to say they won the best in the mm-hmm. Bay Area mm-hmm. competition. It's a credit. You're leaving out the best part was when you called me uh, when I said what I did, and you were like, who are you, the fuck are you, kid show business? Like, <laughs> oh, no, I told you Dot Hollywood. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like what, do you think, yeah, what do you think, you're trying to be his agent or something? <laughs> I just figured, you know, somebody could use a compliment. That's yeah. all. So... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a it was a great uh, great time. John did a great performance. Uh, Just not great enough. Yeah, again, it's not a good gauge, but uh, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed some fun talent out there. But yeah, that was the last time we saw each other, and that was uh, in January, I think. Yes. Yeah, mid to end of January. So, January. Yeah, almost a full month. Yeah. So what's with, new, man? What's been going on? I got yeah. John withdrawals here. Yeah, right. Um, not too too much. I mean, I'm just happy the Super Bowl's over. Uh, obviously, my team was not in at the Patriots, but. Um, I snapped some of just Super Bowl City, and it was it was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, it was one of the I've never seen a city that was not built for congestion to be that congested. Yeah. Um, so I just watched the game up in San Francisco um, at a friend at my cousin's place, and um, I did. I went to the festivities like twice. And I just was like, I have no interest in doing this again, ever. San Francisco is crowded on a normal work day. Right. The city's only seven square miles, and there's an extra couple million people who, uh, you know, transplanted here to work in tech, Brendan and myself included. That's right. So add another couple million on top of all the celebrities, on top of all the bullshit. It, it was a fucking nightmare for two weeks. You couldn't move. You couldn't go anywhere. I luckily was out of town for most of it. It's true. Um but yeah, I was in town for when the Super Bowl uh, was being played. And just the same thing. Stayed in my apartment, just watched it at home, and, and it was fine. Um, honestly, not the best venue, though, I would think, for, for a Super Bowl-type event. Well, I was thinking about it is that, you know, if you look at San Diego, um, yeah. I know that they have a lot of, uh, or they've had Super Bowls. I know Miami, as well as Arizona. And all these stadiums, that like, there's no, it's not like the World Series where, like, there's a stadium that can be downtown. Like, even the Patriots, like, Foxborough is yeah. 30, 45 minutes south of Boston anyways. So, you know, people are like, oh, it's not really in San Francisco. It's like, well, no football stadium is really in the middle of a city. And actually, I kind of like the fact that it's like, okay, we're going to go to a deserted parking lot. Yeah. This is going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I can appreciate that. Uh, I did have some friends uh, go to the game. I was able to meet a bunch of uh, Carolina fans the weekend before, one of my coworkers. Um, and it was great because, like, I was giving my coworker Guff about having the same uh, barber since he was like eight, <laughs> flying back. I was like, "What's his name?" Like Dale or Jim? He's like, "Actually, it's Larry." Yeah. And it turns out all his friends knew Larry, <laughs> and they all have the same like flop Jason Dufner yep. haircut. Yeah. Um, but it was great because their names were like Clay and Wes. Where are they from originally? Kansas, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, those are those are North Carolina Jake. names. Yeah. It, oh, it was, it was fantastic. So yeah. a lot of funny people in the area. Um, but yeah, just a weird cross section of fans to show up. Like Denver people, they're like cautious, mm-hmm. and then Carolina people are. We're Carolina people. Yeah. like we're gonna wear it loud and proud. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, and Carolina, I mean, they were so. Tati's the wrong word. I know we're trying to, you know, not. It wasn't. This isn't all based off of Tam Newton. Carolina fans were confident going into this game, and uh, Denver went out and, for lack of a better word, butt fucked them all over the uh, the field, which was actually I thought it was. While they don't say it was the best Super Bowl ever played, I thought it was like... Yeah, that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. Malcolm Butler. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, well, it wasn't the best Super Bowl ever played. I definitely liked... I enjoyed the defense Oh, I definitely it. did, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was like... 
you know, the whole time I was like, how's Cam going to pull this out? Yeah. Um, you know, was, he had a chance four minutes left. He had, he was down seven with the, yeah, with he, the ball I in his hands. I feel like he could have done it. Um, you know, that's what happens when you front run for the longest time. I yeah. mean, I don't want to quote uh, the Patriots when they went almost undefeated, <laughs> but there was a sense of like, oh, we've gone this far. What's one more? And, and obviously that didn't happen. I will say the greatest part of the Super Bowl for me was ticket prices dropping because the Patriots weren't in it. Just classic, <laughs> classic uh, NFL there. So, but yeah, other than that, um, well, let's let's, th- let's stick to the Super Bowl real quick uh, uh, because I know both of us had the opportunity to go to, to Super Bowl parties, uh, which was actually cool. I, d- oh, I wasn't expecting right. I wasn't expecting to go to one. I'll tell mine first, and I'd love to hear about yours. Uh, I was out to dinner with the uh, the roommate. She just got a job promotion, so you know, Saturday night, night before the Super Bowl. Yeah, round of applause for her. She left a company that is sinking upside down. Um, in the in the bay, uh, I won't I won't say its name, but it rhymes with uh, a Bahu. And um, I was just doing the V. Yeah, V. Yeah. yeah. So she she just left the that company that rhymes with Bahu and uh, is working somewhere else. So we went out to dinner Saturday night. You know, got dressed up, went to an Italian place, and her brother-in-law texts us and says, "Hey, what are you guys doing? I am working the Maxim." Super Bowl party on uh, Treasure Island. I should have gone first. <laughs> I should have gone with my party story first. And uh, he said, I'm working the VIP entrance, so if you guys can get down here, I've got two VIP bracelets for you. This is not my scene. This is not, I'm not a This LA. is my scene. <laughs> I'm not like an yeah, L.A. Call. mingle with the celebrities, high life, high roller, but we went to this party on Treasure Island, which Treasure Island is a former uh, military establishment in between San Francisco downtown and uh, Oakland. Uh, it was used for some uh, nuclear testing back in the day, so there are parts of the island that are like radioactive that you're not allowed and on. And asbestos. Yes, There's asbestos. It's very dangerous. The best way to the from a geographic standpoint is like it's not Alcatraz. It's bigger than Alcatraz, and actually yeah. the Bay Bridge, which is the Warriors logo, mm-hmm. um, goes through the island itself. Yeah. So. The Bay Bridge, Bay Bridge is so big, it's basically two bridges in one. And a uh, little bit of trivia, the uh, Nazi Germany scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was filmed on Treasure Island. I did not know I that. I just read that this week, so I had to throw it in there. Anyways, we get to the party, and we get a golf cart that brings us up from the entrance of Treasure Island up to the, to the party, which is in a big tent. And we did our VIP bracelets, and we go in, and it's... Kind of essential, like match some stuff you'd imagine. Some models just standing there, you know, posing seductively. You know, free drinks, which is cool. But uh, I'm looking around, and every single person at this party, I guess it was some sort of Karma Foundation. So Karma Foundation is some sort of group of elite socialites down in LA. Um, everyone there was fucking gorgeous, from the men to the women. I mean, a lot of plastic surgery, but I mean, this big-headed Mitt from Chicago was really out of place. Um, but what was even cooler, and this is the part that I know uh, would get you pissed off, is uh, there I'm are a lot. Pissed. I'm already pissed. There off. are there were a lot of celebrities walking around, like a lot. And I was like, oh shit! There's Odell Beckham Jr. There's Victor Cruz. There's a uh, Dan Blazarian. But nobody's bothering these dudes. Nobody's like talking to them or like or you know you know getting in their face, asking for a selfie, any of that shit. It, it was like uh, we were amongst the celebrities, and we were one of them. The roommate was stoked because they had a, uh, a tropical, like, uh, animal section where you could hold, like, a parakeet and a toucan and a snake if, if and you a were crocodile. Too, if you're too poor for your Tinder Bumble uh, app to get a photo with an elephant or a cheetah, yeah. this would be a good yeah. replacement. Yeah, yeah. Baby kangaroo was the, was the hot item that all, all the chicks I wanted to hold. You need a baby. <laughs> you need, need it. One. Need, needed it yesterday. And, uh, I mean, 
Little Wayne came out, did his own little little private show, uh, followed by ASAP Rocky. I mean, we we were kind of we were kind of on cloud nine for most of the night, and you know, as women do, she got tired around midnight. But all right, we're gonna take off, and we we tried to find her brother-in-law to say goodbye. And as we're walking out, we see him talking to a stocky African-American gentleman with dreadlocks. And we walked up to him and we're like, hey, man, thanks a lot for, you know, good seeing you. Thanks a lot for letting us come by. And he goes, hold on, John, let me introduce you to Beast Mode. And Marshawn Lynch turns around with a fat fucking blunt in his mouth. And as he turns around to say hello to me, he literally truck sticks the roommate, like shoulders her, and she falls backwards on the ground. Beast Mode grabs my girlfriend by the shoulders and pulls her up and is like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. And he starts massaging her arms and is like, oh, my, oh, yeah. And <laughs> Ma, and then uh, the roommate's brother-in-law says to him, hey, Marshawn, if you want to be brother-in-laws, she's all yours, which was, was a, a, a pretty funny comment uh, at the time. He was standing next to his uh, custom Beast Mode uh, blue and green Jeep Wrangler with, the, uh, with like the 28-inch rims. I was surprised, honestly, that he was smoking so much weed in public, you know, at such like a kind of, you know, big event with people all around. The next day, the Super Bowl, he announced his retirement. Yep. That's why he was doing it. And that was, what day was that? Was that Saturday? Saturday, it was Saturday night before. So, yeah. uh, so John got cuckolded by Marshawn <laughs> on Saturday night. Big time. Big time. Big so time. So on Thursday night, I was fortunate enough to go to the Glenfinich Modern Man Party. Uh, which was held at Bentley Reserve, which is basically like an old bank. Um, think like a bank from uh, that Batman, like the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a real open space, but it's not a bank anymore. It's kind of just a function hall event. Uh, really fun time. Went with a buddy of mine, this British dude named Tom. <laughs> um, and uh, so we, we go, and ironically was able to meet... Uh, Good friend of mine, good now real life friend, former <laughs> Twitter friend, uh, Robert Littell of Black Sports Online. Um, so he was really fun to meet. Um, but it was really funny because it started out as like kind of like a pretty diverse party, to say the least. But uh, very quickly, it just became a strange night. Um, the way I would probably describe it is that I think a bunch of players were probably invited to go to the event or said they would and they got extra tickets but then those extra tickets went to uh, you know their cousin Leroy and and whatnot so by 11 o'clock there was a ton of those dudes there yeah and then like uh, as I'm like as it's two white guys talking about this I'm trying <laughs> to casually demo <laughs> demographic of this but basically it was like a lot of um, quote entrepreneurs uh that love to ski we'll say that yeah uh and then just a random plethora of like asian chicks um and then of course like all the cousin leroy's and whatnot um what ha what transpired during this is while my friend tom was hanging out with some dude from uh the show empire <laughs> uh i got oh by the way the uh the party planner i made a casual joke about him looking like um Who's the um, who's the drug dealer in the wire from like the fourth season? Um, uh, I don't know. Okay, well he looked like him. Wait, the like Chotty White from uh, Boardwalk Empire? No, not, what's no, his name? No, 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 no. The uh, the one that it's like not Andre, but in any case, um, yeah. some dude. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> if you think that explanation was bad, that was me trying to explain to this dude what he looked like. <laughs> so suffice to say, I was not meeting the cast of Empire that night. So while I'm standing there. I have this gorgeous woman come up to me 
and she says, uh, I love your outfit. Uh, what would you would you like to do a TV interview? Oh, and I was course. like, done. Yes. Done. No, you you said yes before. You said yes at I love your. She said, I love your, and you are already oh, saying yeah, yes no, to no, it. Absolutely. I'm actually pulling up the name of the chick right now. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm like waiting for her to start. And I, now granted, I will say this. I, I went and I have this suit. I got, I have an Armani linen suit. It's great. Armani? Yep. What's an Armani? I'm like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm wearing a red shirt, red tie, red shoes. Like I, I've got a whole outfit here. Yeah. And you look good, dude. I, I saw your photos. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I was pretty excited about it. So, And this is like at 11.45 that she <laughs> interviews me. We leave like 15 minutes later. Yeah. And she says, uh, she got a camera guy, and all of a sudden, boom, light comes on. <laughs> when that light comes on, it's... Um, that's, where, I, that's where boys become men. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> because I started looking at the camera, and then I looked at her, and I had that Will Ferrell, <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands yeah. type of thing. And so her initial question to me was, how is fashion important to you? <laughs> and so, you know, I shoot straight from the hip. I said, well, you wake up in the morning. And immediately I just paused because I started laying out tracks for the train and I didn't know where that train was going. <laughs> and so what I was able to muster together was, and you know, what you put on in the morning, what you put on is what you're showing to the world. It shows your, <laughs> your strengths, your weaknesses, wow. your fears, your quirks, what you like about yourself, what you don't like about yourself. And so I find that to be a very important part of who I am. And Jesus so I Christ. take a lot of pride in what I put out to the world. And so, yeah, I'd say fashion is very important to me. She ran down my list of, uh, you know, what I was wearing, and then tell, she goes, tell me about your color choice in red. I haven't seen that much tonight. I said, I know. Thank you for asking about <laughs> oh, that. Oh, no. I said, thank you for asking about it. I said, this poor, this woman doesn't realize that she's just fueling the Brendan Lynch, like, oh, flame. Yeah. No, she, um, so she's actually um, a former Fox uh, sports TV reporter. Yeah. I Maxim. I'm blanking on the name right now, but... Um, I said, you know, you've probably noticed a lot of light blue and orange hues and from a composition standpoint across the night tonight. Obviously, with the Super Bowl in town and me being a Patriots fan, you know, I wanted to bring that strong red color to say, hey, I'm here too, you know, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and I'm not and going anywhere. And she was just like, that's amazing. And uh, I think the company was called Torio TV, so it's because it's an online Yeah, so it's fashion. not a real TV show. All right, it's just... so you know what? Fuck off, dude. <laughs> Let me have my moment. I'm still yeah. waiting on the video clip. It will go down in infamy in my family if, yeah. if I'm able to find it. Um, That'd be a good one. But I will say, one of the funnier things was, is that I had a chick uh, hit on me in one of the more interesting ways, um, and I might steal it. Yeah? Because it was that good. I'm interested to hear this. So, um, I see this chick making eyes at me, um, and this this story's going to delineate in a second. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad. Hey, at least you're self-aware. Yeah, yeah no, I'm aware enough to it's preface fine. this. So I'll get to her rating or so in a second. But sure. um, she came up or she waved at me, smiled, and from across the bar, and I was like, okay, we're clearly the suit's working. <laughs> um, but she came up to me and she goes, "Hey, like, thank you so much for inviting me to this. Like, this is so fun. Like, I, I'm having a great time. Like, when did you get here?" And I was like, um, like an hour ago, like, uh, <laughs> and I was like, and I had my friend Tom with me, and I was like, yeah, I didn't invite you to this. Yeah, yeah. 
And if he wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have said that. You would have just played along. I would have just played yeah. along. Yeah. And then it turns out she's a friend of my friend Tom as well. So, oh, okay. So she was just kind of being a dick, mm-hmm. which in afterwards, like, I went to the bathroom and texted Tom. I was like, I'm trying to ditch this chick. Yeah. Like, she's all on my case. And then yeah. I found out, like, oh, they know each other. This is kind of a gotcha. funny joke. But what an interesting way to, to be like... I don't know, to strike up a conversation. I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, hey, you know yeah. what? Now that I know you, like, that's a, that's that's a, a good hell move. of an opening. Yeah, was she... So what happened from there? I mean, was she not worthy of your attention for the rest of the night? Um, no, it was just like it was a friend of my uh, friends, and it was just... There was there was a lot of different people to interact with, we'll gotcha. put it that way. And, gotcha. and she was bouncing around the walls. But, um, but, so we're talking about the Super Bowl, and I was just about to critique her looks. Um, <laughs> I was actually with a couple people that work in the NFL uh, uh-huh. for various teams, and they introduced me to a rating system that apparently is used by employees that are male around the NFL. Uh, and and if, Of females? Yes. Coworkers and, like, and otherwise. other... Yeah. Well, okay, interesting. So this guy... Who I whose name I won't say, but <laughs> he pulls me aside and he says, "Yo, like you know, Rich was telling me that's my coworker. Rich, uh, you know, you've done some writing here, writing there. You're on Twitter. He's like, dude, you got to adopt this method. You got to you got to think of yourself as an NFL scout." And I was like, <laughs> "What do you mean?" He goes, "Take that chick over there. I'm looking at her. She's probably a mid to late third rounder. <laughs> Good hands." Maybe some off-the-field issues. Probably out of Arkansas going to the Chargers. <laughs> what do you think? And I was like, I, I don't know what. Yeah. He's like, probably a, probably a wide receiver could maybe back up quarterback. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck do you mean? And what he explained to me is that for years, apparently, so I don't know how long it's been going on, but yeah. for years, these same GMs, people that work in the NFL, people that work in football have been critiquing women without them knowing it, like within direct earshot. And the way you do that wow. is you... So let's take, for instance... okay, Some bold shit. I did, All right, though. so let's take a, a, a hot blonde chick who maybe has more uh, attractive friends, but she's solid. Yeah, yeah. And she's like a tall, typical tall blonde. So you would say, okay, I got a maybe a second rounder, early third quarterback, Alabama. <laughs> good, good pedigree. Defense is a little better, um, so maybe that's why she's getting some shade. Uh-huh. Probably get drafted by the Bengals. <laughs> like it, 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 it blows your mind because then, yeah. then what you can say is, and they're like, okay, so then he, then we looked at some random chick, and he, I was like, okay, this chick's a fifth round D end, tons <laughs> of off the field issues, but she showed up on pro day, and, and, she, and she came ready to, she came ready to go, yeah, um, and it, it blew my mind. And so by the end of the night, we were like just. Laugh. We were doing that for three hours straight at one bar. That's just, pretty just, fucking just, funny. Oh, because then you could. I mean, then he, the best way is by the end of it, he's like, "Okay, you've calibrated appropriately. Yeah. I can see where you're, <laughs> I can see the way your mind works." He goes, "And the best part is you can see what other GMs or other teams what they value, what they interest." <laughs> and at one point, my <laughs> this kid, my we're talking like me, Ryan, this kid Rich, and these guys we were talking to. Uh, there was a really smart. Smart chick, like overcoat, had an interesting face, but clearly like European yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and I was like, all right, 
I got a fifth round punter out of Air Force. <laughs> 4.0 GPA, no off the field. Is it out of Wake Forest? No, Air Force. Oh, that's what military hilarious. academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's a really fun thing to do with your friends. I thought it was hysterical. My, I told my mother about it. She was less than pleased. I wonder, is it called something that's just called the rating system? I mean, that's like I a move. Know. That's like a. I think thing. it's. I, I mean, like, because now it's one of those things where you could text your friend and yeah. be like, like, if I was to text you and be like, John, I got a. First round talent, second yeah. round pick. We got a offensive, uh, or not offensive. Oh, that's the other thing. An offensive tackle or offensive guard in the first round is like a rarity. Yeah. So she has to be like, yeah, it's just to be an 11 out of 10. Yeah. That's beautiful, but it's clear. Like the chick that's on Sports Illustrated, like that's a uh-huh. first round offensive yeah. guard, offensive yeah. lineman. But uh, you can text your buddy and just like, if you know his wheelhouse, yeah. like you can, as opposed to describing what she looks like, you yeah. can just say, Dude, I got a shutdown corner at a Florida State second round, first wow. round talent. Maybe some off the field issues. Showed up on pro day. Could go. <laughs> could play both ways. You don't know. Here, here's a question I have. So, does it matter what pro team they go to? Like, is so when you're like, oh, yes. she's going to the Bengals. What the, what does that mean as compared to the? So, Chargers? if I was to say it was a tall Asian chick, I might say wide out at a UCLA. Yeah. Okay. okay. I gotcha. So, or I mean, you can kind of go see yeah. where I'm going with yeah. that. But it's also the team that takes them is kind of like who you are a little who, bit, a tiny a tiny bit. And who it, I am, okay. So like, okay, so if there's a, a player that's got off field issues or something like that, you can easily see them going to the Bengals or the Raiders yeah. or the Browns, yeah. etc. If it's a like a if it's like okay, this guy's like this chick's like a girlfriend type pick. Yeah. That's like a Giants, Patriots, kind of a stable organization. Sure. Maybe the Broncos. Um, but it's real. What's really funny is when you start getting into those really uh, weird teams, obscure team. Like yeah. I got a fourth round center <laughs> out of Memphis going to the Vikings. Like it's it's so it's it's really funny. It can make your buddies laugh. I, I've adopted the system. Completely. I I I think I'm gonna adopt it as well. I'll be honest. Out of all the delineations you've ever done on this podcast, that might be your best one. Well, thank you. I appreciate because there, that. we all learned something. It's it's something that we're gonna have a little bit of fun with oh, from absolutely. here on out. I'm I'm looking forward to doing this with you <laughs> via text message over Twitter. Uh, because if there's if there's anything I like more, it's uh, you know marginalizing and sexualizing you know random women. Uh, I'm not going to stand by that statement. But leave me out to dry here. No, so. no, no. But I will segue and say that I might be seeing uh, Marshawn next month at a friend of mine who is a, also a coworker's uh, birthday party. So oh, yeah. that that might happen. Apparently, the guy that rents out the car service, whatever, is close buddies because he drives all these NFL players. And now that he's retired, just hanging out in the bay, hanging out in the bay, yeah. hanging out in the bay. Why not go to a uh, Raiderette birthday party? Sounds oh, that's like, right. I sounds forgot. Sounds like a good idea. The so. coworker who's the Raiderette who's interrupted our podcast before. That's right, Miss Courtney. Yes. Yeah. So what else, dude? What else is going on? Well, I was rolling over here in my <laughs> lift uh, with Fong, um, which also another Super Bowl memory is I was in a lift in downtown Fidei Financial District of SF. I was trying to get uh, to meet up with, actually before this party, with uh, my buddy Tom, and we got stuck in an intersection, and my lift driver turns right across three lanes oh, on our side to get around the Super Bowl city type stuff. And before he take this courageous leap off the cliff, uh, he <laughs> looked over at me and said, if we stay here, we die. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it wasn't Fuang, it was something else. Um, it was Vietnamese, Southeast Asia. But it was Standard. an incredible line. We saved about 15 minutes on our ride. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, but on my lift ride over here, I 
couldn't get the snap out fast enough. But um, this is a new one. Guy on a hoverboard with a side pack and a baby Bjorn. going With a baby. A baby Bjorn in tow on a hoverboard. On what street? um, Fourth. No, no, no. Third and King. Basically in front of AT&T. Yeah. That's Uh, fucking crazy. That was... That was just reckless. That's like crazy. I'm not a parent, but I feel like you not, could be a parent. Not yeah, I might. <laughs> um, no, but just like the not even the fire factor, just like falling over. Yeah. Like how confident yeah. are you in the hoverboard yeah. that that's gonna work? So I saw that the other day. That was amazing. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this man was of the Asian persuasion. No. Wow. White guy. White guy. White guy. And the baby looked white too. That's so, good. So. Maybe he stole the baby. It's a good possibility. <laughs> he had a great sweater on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, my sandwich is selling well at my local uh, <laughs> restaurant. Jesus. They ran it again the other day. Big sales, 30 sandwich sales. So uh, <laughs> go get the Bernaldo at the Just For You Cafe when you're in town. Other than that, um, I got a few kind of underrated overrated. Oh, wow. Brendan coming in strong with the segments. So let's, let's jump into it. I, t- I can come up with some. If you, if you kicked it off, you want me to I'll lay the groundwork yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I I'll, can do uh, that. Okay, perfect. Um, so, two things. So, two things are underrated. First one is I, uh, for, I found a place in the city where you can play indoor golf, 18 holes, uh, 50 different courses across the world, wow. uh, including St. Andrews. Um, it costs 15 minutes for the first half hour and then five minutes afterwards for a stall. And it's totally uh, synced up, technically speaking. So it's not just like a driving range. Like mm-hmm. you're hitting into a screen, but the technology is legit. Nice. So me and my coworkers have been playing. I have a standing tee time now every Friday at 5 o'clock at Club Indoor or Club Eagle Indoor Golf wow. in the financial district. And... Uh, three and a half hours of golf the other day came out to be eight bucks a person. Jesus. So my golf game has been getting better every week. Uh, I have not played outdoor again since I started, but I suspect my scores will go down. <laughs> While I was leaving that place the other day, I went by, I was walking by literally the office next door, and there was about 30 magazines just spilled out on the floor. Really? Like somebody had taken the coffee table at a dentist's office and just pushed it out the window. <laughs> like it was the weirdest thing. Yeah. But on the ground outside this place was the SI swimsuit issue yeah. with uh, Rebecca Romain. Just got it. I, I picked it up. Yeah. I looked around yeah. and just grabbed it. <laughs> like I just I was just like, you know what, that's that's fine. Uh, like twelve year old Brendan would have like picked that. Twelve year old Brendan's put that under his mattress yeah, forever. Or, or like in <laughs> his like sock drawer, yep, like same. hidden. Yeah. Um may or may not have put some stuff in Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> um but that was pretty that was pretty cool. But underrated location. The other thing I underrated um had a ball, had a ball at Pandora Karaoke Lounge in oh, you uh, love, Tenderloin you love a couple weeks ago. Um, I am a big karaoke guy. I am about karaoke life. When I lived in Arkansas, I would do karaoke Wednesday and Friday at the same place, Bears wow. Den. Wow. Uh, shout out to Robert, the DJ <laughs> down there in Conway, Arkansas. Who's definitely listening to this right now. He could be. <laughs> Robert Butchram. Um, awesome dude. But uh, this place was fantastic. Uh, it's a little shady part of town, but it's downstairs. It's got security. It's one of those places you can rent out the rooms. If you've seen Lost in Translation, imagine yeah. uh, just bigger rooms. And each room is a different alcohol uh, theme. So we had the Jack Daniels room, and it fit 20 people. We had about 12 people in there. But it looked like, uh, and there's two huge screens where you can read the lyrics. You get four microphones. You can rent it by the hour. It ended up being about $25 a person for two hours. 
uh, which was fantastic. Um, but the, the actual, like, room itself looked like uh, the garage from King of the Hill, like, spruced <laughs> up. Like, really spruced, like, leather seating all the way around. And they have, like, the it's Grey a great. Gro- that's a great reference. Yeah, they have, like, the Grey Goose room, the Heineken room. Like, nice. everything's decked out with a certain theme. Uh, my coworkers and my friends that did go were a little pissed off because I put in a song request on the main stage. <laughs> and so we had to wait until that song came through. Oh. To so go start the room. What song was on the main stage? What song? I'll give you two guesses. Give me a hint. Uh, early two thousands, late nineties, chick rocker. And I use rocker loosely. Pink? No. I don't know. Oh, one more guess. Hold on. Uh, Avril Lavigne. In the right neighborhood? No, I went with Everywhere by Michelle Branch. Oh, okay. And just, just. Slay, just slay. <laughs> there was a group of five girls over there that just couldn't. As soon as you get through the the first portion, which is kind of tough, yeah. Uh, once you get to the refrain, it was just lights out. Um, so that is fun. It's a great time. I think we're gonna do that again here. But other than that, that those are my two underrated. So my underrated, I think, um, and this is just off the cuff. And and I and before you interrupt me, I, I'm looking forward to hearing your your feedback on this one. Um, <laughs> is uh. I just completed 30 days of not drinking, which Whoa. I know to you, <laughs> I know to you is a, is a drop in the bucket, but 30 days with no booze from about mid-January to about mid-February was a game changer. I, I've always subscribed to, you know, you, you kind of fat fucked yourself over the holidays. Uh, you just put on a little bit too much booze and, and food weight and, uh, I was planning on taking the whole month of January off, but uh, I went to Hawaii at the last second for a long weekend. What couldn't, a crime. Couldn't be, a, couldn't be sober in Hawaii. So just completed that. Um, I think Valentine's Day was my first sip of alcohol in 30 days. Then I dropped eight pounds. I got the best nights of sleep I've ever gotten. And in general, just felt like a more substantial and positive human being. It's why I'm funnier now. Yeah, to be perfectly honest with you. Because you, you just I, hit a big milestone with your. Uh, yeah, it's been about a year and a half or so, no booze. Uh, yeah, the city is flicking, one, flicking their one lights man. for me. Yeah, yeah. it's one. No, man it's. Um, I'm with you on the sleep. It's a lot easier. However, I will say, if there's something on your mind, you still won't get to sleep. Yeah, like you, yeah. That, that kind of sucks. Uh, but no, that's awesome, dude. I know a lot of people try and do this over sober January just to try and uh, cleanse, but um, no, that's impressive. It's January not, is easier than February because oh yeah. February you got Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, and then there's a three day weekend in there with yeah. uh, President's Day. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not looking forward to the next couple months. Uh, not from a drinking standpoint, but just like I still get tired from going out. Like, yeah, like it's. I was trying to explain this to a friend of mine. I was like, because they were like, "Oh, what do you want to do Saturday morning?" I was like, "I'm probably gonna sleep in." And they're like, well, "Why?" I was like, "Well, put it this way: when you." aren't taking shots at the bar and you're drinking cranberry yeah. juices or multiple Red Bulls, like, your sugar content. Like, <laughs> like, you gotta mix it. Like, you still need to mix in a water yeah. because, like, yeah. at the end of the night, you're like, oh, my God, my fucking side hurts from all this fucking Diet Coke <laughs> RC Cola out of the fucking tap. So, but it's not overrated. What I will say overrated Wow, is, what a transition. Boom. Lighten it up. Uh, I wish we had sponsors that <laughs> drop there. Uh, what I will say is, I had sushi for the first time. For the first time ever? First time ever. I've actively avoided it what? for as long as I can. I've been avoiding like three things in my life. You're a terrible white guy. Marriage, uh, sushi, and Breaking Bad. I finally watched Breaking Bad like a couple of years ago. Good show, great show. Yeah. Like liked it, but 
uh, obviously think there's better shows out there. Sushi was the next one to go. Um, that was it was it was fine. It, honestly, it, uh, I went with a basic bitch California roll and a couple <laughs> other things, and it wasn't bad. Like I I just don't I just don't see the uh, you know I'm not Macal- Metallica. Every place they go, they have yeah. the best sushi in town. Like, you don't I you just, don't see the hype. You don't. You don't I really don't. don't I really it. don't. Okay. Like why not take some time and cook a great meal as opposed to a presentation of this dead fish? And I don't know if that stems from me working at fish market uh, in college in Boston. I don't know if it's from that, but I just, I just don't see the appeal of it. I do eat fish, I just don't eat it that often. So uh, that's my overrated. Unfortunately, don't think so. Uh, we've only, we've only got a few minutes left. We're just gonna be a, a quick one this uh, evening. So I'll, I'll just, I'll drop my over overrated, and that's a pretty standard kind of cliche one. And that's Valentine's Day. Fucking Valentine's Day. I mean, I'm on my third or fourth one with my significant other for lack of a better word, and, I mean, we, both of us are tired of it. You know, the flowers come and the card, and it's just like, all right, now, now it's just a normal fucking Sunday. So I know your thoughts on that are a little different because you're not, you know, uh, handcuffed to another person like I am. But uh. Actually, I'm going <laughs> to jump in here because I have a brilliant idea, and if any uh, investment VC firm wants to help me out with this, <laughs> I've been doing this recently because I am a pretty go-to guy, um, and I've had a couple different people, coworkers of mine, female have asked about certain things that they might get their significant other for valentine's day or any other gifts oh um i think i might start a website where it's like send me your buddies or your boyfriend's facebook and i will tell you what to get him. that's with, awesome with a with a direct link because i like that idea the idea was uh valentine's day uh co-worker started dating a dude looking for a, a cheap not cheap but like a uh, a solid present to give um, as I'm looking at the time here, a solid present uh, to say, hey, I'm here, I care about you. I told her, uh, hey, get this 49ers Super Bowl edition hat, just find out what hat size he is. Yeah. Uh, sneaky, go go look at his hats, and then get this thing. It's not going to be on sale for much longer. It's a good hat, 35 bucks. Nice. She's like, I don't really see why he'd want, he has too many hats. I go, that's you talking, Yeah. not him. No, no guy course, has enough hats. Guess which hat he's wearing all the time. That's awesome. And was like, dude, that... I, you got you told her about the hat. Nice. So I might start <laughs> that business. Stuff, man. Yeah, I might start this business. Never. It, it, it'd be like called like uh, uh, Bro Vice. Bro Vice or, like or, or Bro Gifts. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something Ma- like that. Valentine. Nah, fuck it. Um, I don't know. Okay, we'll figure that out. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We are going to be back with episode eight sooner rather than later. Now that we're on iTunes, we're going to try to pump these out on a, on a more weekly basis. I'm at Johnny J Hitty on Twitter. Check out some of my new stuff coming down the pipe. I've got some new pieces out for Time Out Chicago and Total Frat Move. Brandon Lynch here at St. Brendan. I will give you one hot company to watch as we are a tech, uh, somewhat tech related here in the Bay Area. A company called Mirror. Check it out. You can basically start trading uh, on futures through wow. an app. Wow. Uh, this thing is going to take off. Uh, check that out if you're interested in finance. Cool. Have a great night <laughs> oh, I need to end on something better than that you uh, end on something I made it to the finals of that competition you couldn't get out of the semis and don't fuck yourself <laughs> what's better than this guys being dudes